What's up, everybody? This is Jenny. Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> Welcome again to Awaken the Podcast. Um, this is a uh, episode five. Episode yes. five. I cannot believe we started this a couple weeks ago, uh, more than a couple weeks ago, and we are already in episode five. Wow. Who would have thought, right, that we'd come up, up to five already, but it's definitely been a journey and, and we're excited that you're here with us. I think it's fun. Something, yeah. it's been fun for me. Anyways, for sure. welcome again if you're watching us and if you're just listening to us, this is Awaken the Podcast, a place where you can grow um, and you can just have fun with us, get to know us, get to know the people that we interview. But today, we don't have anybody with us, it's just us. All right, so are you ready? Are you ready? I'm super ready. I mean, we can interview the dog if you want. Oh, he's just going to bark. So, do you know what this episode is going to be about? Um, I know you had told me about some of the questions on your list I think about 2020, right? 2020. I think it's a must for this podcast. Mm-hmm. We have to do this. I mean, everybody's talking about it. On Facebook, Instagram, like everywhere. Oh, my 2020 experience. How's your 2020 experience? So I think we should do our own 2020 experience. Yeah. For some people, 2020 is a trigger word because you, you hear that one year and you, you're already flashed back to everything that happened last year. And <laughs> some of it has rolled into 2021, but we're here. We made it. And I think that we have to testify, right, about what God did mm-hmm. in 2020. Um, it wasn't a perfect year. I can't say that everything went amazingly, but a lot of amazing things happened um, for our lives um, and I know for people around us as well. So we want to share that with you guys, and that's why we're here. Yeah. And the first question is, here we go. Describe 2020 in one word. 2020 in one word. Wow. That's a I don't think word. I have one word. No. I, I have many, but if I would describe it in one word I would say faith Hmm, that's a good one I would say in one phrase trial by fire trial by fire and that's a a hyphenated phrase so it makes it one word because it's hyphenated so okay yeah all right or tested how about tested tested Mm. by fire <laughs> all right um why though um because a lot of trials happened and so mm. you it pruned you it, it uh molded you it made you the person that you were so i think that i can honestly say that 2020 was a year that we were all tested by fire and it was a make it or break it moment and it was either you were in and you were out and a lot of people went deeper and a lot of other people checked out you know yeah, I I think I say um, I said faith because um, we live things that we hadn't lived before, so we had to figure out how to deal with that. And um, when you step into something that you've never been before or stepped before, you can only do it by faith. You know, you can only do it by faith. And there's a lot of things that we're going to be talking on in this um, podcast today that. It was just a journey of faith, mm-hmm. 2020 for us, right? Yeah. Second question, how did the pandemic affect our jobs? Uh, not really at all, no. honestly. Um, <laughs> I think it's a trick question. Well, it, it didn't affect our income. I guess yeah. that's the better word. It affected our jobs and the way we do our jobs. Yeah. Even now, the way we do our jobs is still different because of what happened in the pandemic. And I think everyone can attest to that. A lot of things went online and so did a lot of our classes and things like that because um, we're both teachers and a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people lost their job and uh it was unfortunate because yeah. we we're watching people you know have to get unemployment and things like that and, and and or not be able to do anything right because they weren't working already yeah. and then they were in the process of looking for a job and then the pandemic hit and they weren't even able to get one because nobody was hiring so it was it was just, it was a moment to reflect and be like, wow, thank you, God, for our jobs. You know, we were able to keep them, um, even though they were different and we were doing things differently. Yeah, we're both teachers. We were teaching from home. We were uh, working from home. And as I remember, I was starting a business 
um, that year too, 2020. That, that's mm-hmm. when I started my morning business, and yeah. um, I was working from home. I was doing that and business and my job, and everything was going so well. Like God was so faithful, was so good. Business was growing even more than before, and I think it was great financially. We didn't get as hit as many people did around, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think God protected us and God provided mm-hmm. for us and His promises, you know, are yes and are amen. Mm-hmm. Um, so He said He would provide, and that's why I said faith. And you step in faith and you and you say, okay, pandemic is happening, but um, God is my provider, and that's literally what happened. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool thing about it, I think, is, uh, again, to realize, and the reason why I said trial by fire is because a lot of people think, well, God, what happened? I was giving, and I was doing this, and I was doing that, and yet I got hit hard by the, by the pandemic. And it doesn't change who God is. Mm-hmm. And and even if you are being faithful and obedient to God, that's a season where, because we all go through those seasons, where God is trying and testing our faith, whether or not you're going to trust them, even in the storms. Because even though economically we had a good year, other people didn't, and they were just as faithful to God, if not more, than we were last year, and yet they got hit really hard. But it's wonderful to know that even in those situations, God was able to bless those people um, in different ways, and God was able to pour himself out in different ways. And I think that's that's where I'm going through by trial by fire, because a lot of people depend on the monetary and the financial to to say that God is blessing me and God is doing things for me and look how much God is doing this and that for me. But at the end of the day, it's not about that. And um, the trial by fire is more about, are you willing to let God test you in one area so you can depend on him in another? And that's, that's kind of like a lot what happened with us as well, because economically, obviously our faith wasn't shaken, but in other areas, for sure, you know, there was a lot of ministerial things that happened in ministry and, And just things were, you know, not going the way we had planned. And and a lot of people that we thought here and there, and and just a lot of things happened. And um, we were able to trust God in areas that we hadn't trusted him before. And so I think that was what was beautiful about it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think you said in the ministry and all that too, um, it was hard. It was hard. for us to, I mean, we lead we lead worship on Sundays and Wednesdays at our church, and it's hard for us to go to church and lead to a crowd of five people, <laughs> and, and then you know, like you still want to bring the presence down and and just manifest uh, his his presence, and there's only five people, like you know, and like come on, sing it louder, yeah. and he's like, okay, it's only us, yeah. um, so just recognizing that we're not doing this for people we're doing it for god i mean we lead worship because of him we, we lead worship because we want to minister to his heart mm. and that yes we have a responsibility as worship leaders to usher the presence of god you know to the people like mm. here it is you know yeah. but at the same time we're not doing it for them if they don't respond to it that is not our fault mm-hmm. you know we're doing it for his heart, yeah. we do it first to his heart, then we bring it to the people. Yeah. You know, and, and it was hard, and we don't have, we didn't have anybody there to, to help us out. Yeah. And um, I mean, it was kind of hard. But here, you wanna do the second question? Yeah, um, <clears throat> the third one. Huh? Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the Chicago trip now. We went on, we took a risk and took a Chicago trip in the middle, not in the middle, but at the very start of the lockdowns and the shutdowns, whatever you want to call them, right? Mm-hmm. We we jumped on a plane and, and flew to Chicago and everyone was telling us, don't do it, mm-hmm. don't go, cancel your trip. We had a, a church that wanted us to sing um, in the Chicago, outside of Chicago um, for that week and we had planned this I think a month or two in advance so we had already had plans to go and the church was flying us in and we were going to be ministering to the the worship team over there and mind you when when this was all planned COVID was a joke right everyone was like oh that thing in China they had mentioned it once on the news and it wasn't a big deal nobody ever even thought anything of it by March when we were getting on the plane 
which had maybe five people on there besides us. Yeah. And, and some of them were the flight attendants. Um, we were um, in the middle of the lockdowns and the shutdowns. Everything had just shut down and locked down. We had just been notified by our jobs that we were not going to return. Uh, we were flying during our spring break, but they had said that after spring break, we weren't going to return mm -hmm. for another week. I, re they, I remember that because yeah. I was leaving school the last day just to be on spring break mm -hmm. and I get a call. I'm like, hello teachers, you are not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was only for a week. We weren't coming back for another week yeah. after spring break. So we're like, okay, well, two week vacation. Little did we know it would be, it would be a three month <laughs> vacation. Yeah. Um, well, not vacation, we were still working, but we decided to go anyway. I know I heard from the Lord that he really wanted us to go and be there and minister. And God was just giving me peace about it. Again, we, it was a fresh thing. Nobody really knew what to expect, what was going on. So obviously in retrospect, if I knew now what I knew, if I knew then what I know now, I would have just gone anyway. But this took more of a trusting God for real kind of thing. Like we don't know what's going on, but God knew. And um, so we went and, and the church was open to us coming, even though everything was shut down and locked down over there. And we went. There was restaurants weren't open. Yeah. So we didn't even know, like, you know, we were kind of, this is our first time going there. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know the people that much and just yeah. kind of like trusting in God that we were going to be in good hands. You yeah. Know? I mean, and we, we pretty much just we were trusting God the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. And, and even, uh, I think Chicago was in a shelter in place too. Yeah, Ch Chicago downtown was in a shelter in place. So we were one of five people again walking down downtown. We went to the Bean, we went to all the other places. Empty. And there was nobody, nobody was there. Nobody Obviously, the there were some homeless people in the streets, and we were able to talk and feed some of the homeless people. And we went to the Bean, it was completely, it looked like a ghost town in the middle of the day. Usually yeah. you would see it like that late at night, maybe two, three in the morning, but in the middle of the day, and I've been to Chicago dozens of times over my life because I have family there. And I've never seen Chicago like that before. So I thought it was cool in a sense, but it was kind of eerie at the same time. So. And that trip was one of my favorite trips of 2020. Yeah. It was such a blessing. We connected with the people. We connected yeah. with the pastors and ministry. I think Iglesia Cristiana, Ministerio Iglesia Cristiana Sion. Sion. Mm -hmm. um, and we just loved them so much. And yeah. I mean, we went to bless them, but but they blessed us yeah. in a way that, I mean, I can't even describe it. Yeah, it was just, it was such a blessing. It was, I was thankful to God that we were able to, you know, give to them. Yeah. And God was able to pour himself out through us in whatever way, because we just yeah. went there to serve. We had no expectations of anything. And then they were able to bless us as well. And it was just amazing. And we had just come out of a year of financial, like, hardship. Like, mm -hmm. 2018 and 19 was horrible. Like it was hard to pay bills. Yeah. A lot of things were going on with our jobs and just different things that happened. And, you know, the house was in play. You know, we were barely able to make payments on yeah. cards and, and, and you name it. And so jumping into 2020, it was just miracle after miracle after <laughs> miracle. And it was just kind of like, man, this is crazy because I felt bad. I was like, man, God, all these people are losing their jobs and look what they're going through. And, and, and you're choosing this to be our season of, of, of financial breakthrough. <laughs> It's like, I don't even want to talk to people about yeah, it because I felt bad. Feel guilty. It's like, exactly. oh, mm -hmm. so I was just blessed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just that's the next question that we're, I was going to talk about, the debts being canceled and all that. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanna, before we get into that, I want to add that at the beginning of the year, January, we went on a fast, 21 days fast. Mm -hmm. And we were both feeling like, you know, this is the year. Even before that, but January was kind of like it's happening. We have I remember a post that you you did a, you posted on Instagram like uh, I think it was January first, like three hundred and sixty four days for it to happen. Like oh, yeah. it was more like it's happening. Um, we bought a book and then we read the book about finances, finances in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, and we received words that it, it was going to happen. We have to be debt free. Mm -hmm. It was something that was in our hearts. Like we want to be debt free. We want to be a testimony for the world. We want to be a testimony. And, and we struggled so much in our finances um, because a lot of people see, you know, Instagram stories or the Instagram posts and they don't see what is behind it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
That's true. Honestly, guys, Instagram, our profile, anybody's profile, that's not our lives. Okay? <laughs> anybody can post anything and you could be doing something else. Okay? Be living in, under a bridge and then posting a beautiful picture of the bridge. Look, the view, but you're actually living in it, like under it, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, time out. Um, we were feeling that we wanted to be debt free. It was a word from God, like it was happening, and we decided to um, do some moves that had to do with selling our home, our first home, for us to get to where we wanted to get. And um, we, you had a surprise or a blessing, or I don't even know what to call it. Yeah, I mean, it all started in September of the year before, in 2019, where we were like, let's sell our house. And it was on the market. We had to do some stuff to the house before we sold it, like every house we sell. But ours was a huge renovation in the pool in the backyard. So we spent a thousand, over $1,000 to renovate the pool um, of money that we didn't have. So it was, it, was a, it was definitely a struggle to do that. But we're like, okay, well, we make this investment and then we sell the home and we, we recuperate. Um, so September, October, November, December rolls around, the house hasn't sold, we've had lots of bites, but nothing. January rolls around, the house still doesn't sell, um, I never thought that, you know, we were at a good price, I never thought that the house would take so long to sell, especially in a hot market, everyone's buying, this is pre-COVID, mind you. Um, February rolls around, and um, there was this crazy, you know, miracle that happened where I had a credit card, again, we were trying to get out of debt. And so we were like, let's sell the house and use the difference in what we paid for the house or what we owed still and what we, the, the money that we were going to get and, and pay off our debt. We had a lot of credit card debt because we had to charge a lot on our cards during our struggles that we were going through 2018 and 19. So I had the card that had racked up over $12,000 on it. Yes. And that's a lot of money. Yeah. And so, um, it's a long story, but at the end of the day, the, the, the credit card bank, the bank ended up canceling the debt completely. They ended up erasing $12,300 completely. And I just got the, the confirmation a year later, um, when, you know, when they send you the tax information, all that kind of stuff, and they're like, okay, debt cancellation, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was crazy how that happened and that's a testimony and so we can do a whole podcast on just that but at the end of the day it was just it was beautiful how god did that and the miracle that was the but that happened in march i think it was around march february end of february yeah beginning of march so covid again was more on the news now but it still wasn't a thing people were still yeah. going to church and all that kind of stuff i was able to give this testimony at church and it wasn't a huge thing but still it wasn't it it wasn't like people were struggling yet yeah. so it I was happy about this and I was able to tell everybody and, and it was like, Hey, look, God, you know, he, he actually blesses his word and he actually, you know, does what he says, right? God is a man of his word, God of his word. If he said it, he'll do it. And that's exactly what happened. And know? there's, you know, we have heard testimonies like that so many times and you never think it's going to happen to me. You know, mm -hmm. I think we should, you're not like, Oh, it's going to happen. You don't mm -hmm. have that ex uh, expectancy, but, um, I don't know, in the back of your head, you're also like, I don't think it's going to happen to me. And it did happen, right? Like, it's, oh my gosh, like, God can do this. You know, how crazy, yeah. how crazy is that? Um, but God is good and it's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about our next step. We sold the house. We sold it in May. In May. So it took a, a pretty, a hot minute, like they say. Let us, let us explain to the viewers how we did, we, sh we were doing uh, the showings. People were coming to see the house in the middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that's also like, oh my gosh, um, yeah. you know, cleaning everything, people with masks. And we had hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer, gloves, everything. People were coming into our home when we were supposed to be <laughs> quarantined. Like, yeah. In your house, social distancing. social distancing, people coming into our home just to see the house, and people were still buying the yeah. houses. <laughs> and I, didn't, I was like, when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh, well, we're not going to sell the house now because who's going to buy a house in this market, or not necessarily the market, but just like without the job security, you don't know what's going to happen to your job, who's going to buy a house? And that's exactly what happened, you know, somebody bought our house, we had to remodel the bathroom in uh, about... I want to say in April, we remodeled the master shower and all that kind of stuff. 
because it wasn't selling and I figured that might have been why. So we invested a little more money um, that we have gotten. Um, again, because God just kept blessing and blessing. Yes. So we were investing it into the house and so, so we could sell it. We sold in May and then another journey happened or started then. <laughs> I remember, so we had to go somewhere, right? We, yeah. I mean, we sold the house, but we don't have a new house yet because mm -hmm. we had to wait. We had to pay the rest of the debts and mm -hmm. just wait for the credits credit scores to go up and be approved and it's a, it's a process yeah. if you bought a house before you know it's a process so we had to go somewhere mm -hmm. and um, we were looking for places to rent at least I was looking for a place to rent because I was so used to my home my house mm -hmm. my privacy my kitchen my everything yeah so I wanted like even if it was something small I wanted something for uh, just us you know and um but everything was so so pricey everything, everything it was just mind you we would live with family but we have a huge dog and, and some of them are not able to live with with the dog and things like that so we were like let's just find our own space our own place and we'll make it happen on our own but we we had to go somewhere that they allowed dogs right because not everywhere not everywhere yeah. allows dogs so our, we had very huge limited dog. exactly very limited options and we wanted to stay close to you know our family and the church because we were still going to church um, we never our church never shut down um and just a whole bunch of other i remember things. i remember we were you did apply for an apartment mm -hmm. you were almost done you went through everything yeah. and right at the end they gave you a list of uh breeds breeds of they asked me what what was the breed kind of dog. and i was like it's a German Shepherd, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, we don't accept that." I'm like, "Why did Why did you ask me that at the beginning? <laughs> why did you take me through the whole process, get my hopes up? Oh my god! Almost about to move in, and and but <laughs> I'm glad that they said no because honestly, like where we were at was like way better. But um, it was just kind of like, man, like because obviously German Shepherds are prone to destroy things, especially when they're puppies and things like that. Um, but whatever, we ended up not going to the, that um, apartment, and we found a house. This lady that was willing to take people in again in the pandemic and yeah. let people stay at their house. So that was great. That was at the end of May when we moved in. We were there week. for two months. Yeah. And it was, everything was so easy to do because we weren't in school. We, we were, we were in school, we were teaching, but we had a lot of free time. Let's put it that way. And if you're a teacher, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, you should have been, at, you should have been on your computer working, but honestly, it was online. It was online. There was a lot of downtime. There really was. Um, so we we actually moved into a house with this lady. Um, she lived there by herself, and she rented out a room. And it was a pretty big room, and the dog was able to stay there in the room while we were out doing our things or whatever. We were home a lot because obviously we were working from home, but. Um, we were there for it two was months. different two months it was different um it was good yeah. it was actually a blessing yeah um that family was amazing mm -hmm. it was very good to us um yeah. i blessed them but at the same time you know like it wasn't our home yeah. so it's so a lot of things we felt like Ugh, you know and and then at some point there was another couple I was yeah. renting the other room, so we were sharing a bathroom. After a month, another couple came. So the last month we were there with another couple um, that also had a dog that was staying in another spare room of the house. And it was just, you know, you, if you if you had to live with people for a long time, especially people that are not your family, because I obviously in college I had roommates and all that kind of stuff, and she yeah. had roommates when she was younger in, in school. But at the end of the day, like, you're grown and you're married and you have your life and you have you want your privacy and you just you don't want to have to share a bathroom and, and I don't know it just it was weird they were nice they were great people but it was just yeah. like awkward you know and, and I think that's the part where where I say um, 2020 was faith and, and tested and we were tested in different areas mm -hmm. you know, right now after you know being in that um, house living with other people that I didn't know for two months um, I appreciate my home. I appreciate every single room in my house. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I like my privacy. I'm like, oh my gosh, what a blessing it is to have my own place. Yeah. What a blessing. Um, but anyways, we found the house. Tell us how we found the house. So we were on the market every day looking for different houses, but it was wishful thinking because we knew 
Uh, we had to wait for the credit report. We had to wait for the credit scores. We had to wait for our debt to you know get paid off and all that. And that takes time because it's not just sending in the money to the creditors. It's also waiting for them to send the report back to the credit bureaus to update that the debt has been paid off or whatever. It be. So it was just a waiting game, right? And we're, we would look at houses and we'd be like, man, that would be nice, but we can't do anything right now. We didn't have, we weren't working with a mortgage or a loan officer or anything at, at the very beginning when we started looking. We were just going to places and saying, okay, this potentially could be ours. And I, I gave myself a goal that was unreal. It was not realistic at all, but I just knew that I was gonna make it happen. I just knew I had to do everything in my power to make it happen. And honestly, it was at the end of the day, I could look back and be like, there's nothing that I could have possibly done to make it happen. It was all God. Um, but two months, I said, two months, I'm going to do this. So we're going to pay off all the debt. The credit score is going to jump up. We're going to be able to buy a new house and, and sign the papers in two months. And in my mind, I said that, but I knew realistically how long all these things needed to take. And we hit roadblock after roadblock with the creditors, with the bank. A lot of stuff with our old mortgage that was resurfacing and they were telling us that we weren't able to get a house for another six months to a year because of some stuff and i contested it and i called the bank and i was like no this is wrong you guys made a mistake and they did they did make a mistake and um, they put things on the credit report that weren't true and i had to call and i had to contest it and they were not budging just one of these huge mortgage services so at the end of the day we're just a blip in the system but we're just another number to them at the end of the day because they deal with hundreds of thousands of mortgages, if not more. Um, so I was, you know, calling them back and forth. They were like, I'm sorry, I don't think it's going to work out. You know, you can, you can take this up the ladder, you can escalate it, but nothing's going to happen. And I was like, no, no, I know something's going to happen. I need this off my credit report. I just kept arguing with them. I need this off my credit report. And they're like, I'm sorry, but you know, you can do whatever. So they send a letter in the mail saying that they weren't going to take it off the credit report that if you wanted to reopen this case, you could. So I said, of course I'm going to reopen it. I'm going to reopen the case until I get what I want. <laughs> and so I kept reopening the case and going back. And then they said, well, we're going to have a decision for you from this other office within the company. Within, uh, it was by two Fridays from then. And I kept calling every day, just making sure I wanted them to get annoyed by me. I really did. And so that was the only real thing blocking us because everything else was kind of, you know, starting to fall off because the credit bureaus were reporting, we were paying our debt. It was just the mortgage from our previous home that was blocking us from getting a new mortgage because of some derogatory things that, that the bank had mistakenly put on our report two years prior. Um, and I was like, this is, this is horrible. Like, this is not supposed to be happening. We're not expecting I, that. We were expecting, and I should have dealt with it. The thing is, I hadn't looked at it. I hadn't looked at the credit report while I was in my previous home. I should have. I should have looked at it, saw the mistake, and fixed it then, but I didn't. So since I let it go, the mortgage, the mortgage company probably thought, oh, well, I mean, it must be right. Or I don't know why they did it, to be honest. Till this day, I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. And while you were doing all the, the paperwork and all that, mm -hmm. like, I, I was praying. I was just praying because it's a lot of it that I still don't understand. But I was like, God, I trust you. I trust you. Like, I just kept praying that doors would open, that um, everything would run smoothly, you know, yeah. that, we, that we knew, you know, like, the moment we stepped into a house that this is going to be the house. And, yeah. and we weren't just sitting around and waiting for something, you know, to happen. We were also walking by faith mm -hmm. we went to places to see the houses yeah. we met with the realtors we were being proactive mm -hmm. yeah we went to even places that uh, they built the homes you know and then yeah. we were like oh, we want this and if we were to pick this one we'll pick this kitchen mm -hmm. and all of that because yeah. you know you're allowed to dream you're allowed to um you're allowed to dream you're allowed to step in faith and, and declare what you want and and just live it until God, God, you know, God is not poor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God yeah. is not poor. It's all what you want. And you know, He owns gold, the gold and el oro y la plata, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so tell what you want exactly. So we were, I was working in that too. I was praying, and God, we want a house with this amount of bedrooms. We want a house uh, that has this and this. And 
um, I had my specifics. I know you had yours and I had mine. Like, I didn't want a pool. I didn't want trees. I was done with trees. I don't want any more trees. I don't want, I don't want a pool either. I want a pool. I, want, I, wanted, I wanted my house to be fenced. And that's one of the things when we were about to buy the old house, I was like, ugh, there's another fence. Like, I was kind of itchy about it. I'm like, oh, but I love it. But, mm, okay, we can just put a fence. But I was praying, like, my house is going to have a fence, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, all these things. And when we found this house mm -hmm. and we walked in and we started seeing everything we wanted yeah. and more. <clears throat> and more. That's when I knew. Wow, God, you are faithful. You are faithful. You gave us everything we wanted and more. And I just felt like, you know, I don't know, like I just felt like so grateful. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I look at my house and I'm like, I don't deserve all this. Like, mm -hmm. if people knew where I lived when I was a little kid, <laughs> you know, like dirt and like no AC in, in Cuba and the roof didn't reach the, roof didn't the walls and connect with the walls and I called that house Noah's Ark because <laughs> you could either find in my house in the living room you could either find a frog or any kind of insect or anything that was outside would come inside because um, the insects are everything they're attracted to the lights so around the lights there's like all kinds of flies and it was terrible. And then I look where I live now. I'm like, this is totally God. Like, mm -hmm. I am so blessed. Um, yeah. and, and this happened in the middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to expect that. Yeah. And it wasn't just that. It was just everything. Everything fell into place perfectly. Like, the way we found this house, the way that yeah. we had grace with the buyers, because we were in a bidding war. Or sorry, the sellers, we had grace with the sellers because we were in a bidding war with, with the other people that wanted the same house. It's, it, we, we went under contract three days after it was, it was put on the market. So it was super fast, super quick, and it wasn't anything that we could have possibly done. It was completely bad. We fell in love with a house down the street that was the same dimensions as the one we're in now. Same street. <laughs> same street, but it was older. So it was seven years older. Didn't have the upgrades that this one does. The floors weren't done, the kitchen wasn't done, didn't have the roof upgrades or the ceiling upgrades, light upgrades, things like that, bathroom upgrades. It was just very basic and we thought, okay, well, the price is right, we'll just renovate it ourselves. That's what we did in our old house. We bought a fixer-upper and we fixed it up. And so, okay, well, we'll get a fixer-upper again. We'll do it because the house was huge and we thought, okay, well, this is a house. We'll never be able to get this square footage for this price anywhere else, so might as well just get it. And we'll, we'll little by little put our touches to it. Um, and that one fell through because someone else bought it. Someone else bid higher than we did and we didn't get it. And I was like, God, but I was, but I like this one. <laughs> like, what the heck? And God was like, I told God, I said, this is not the one, take it out of my heart, take it out of my heart. I was in Miami, we were on a trip in Miami that weekend. I was like, this is not it, take it out of my heart because I kept waking up to the word Crossmore. Street, which is the street of the house. I was like, it just fit. It just felt good. That that street, like cross more. I want more of the cross, you know, more of Jesus. <laughs> so so spiritual. And so I was like, well, got it. This is not the. This is not it. Because I I could think in my mind, though, the, the buyers, their contract is going to fall through. I'm so horrible. Their contract is going to fall through, and they're not going to be able to get the house. They're going to call us. They're going to call us and be like, you're the second highest bidder. Waiting the exactly. Phone for a call. That's what I was praying for, right? And God was like. Do you believe that I have something better for you? I remember when he said that to me, I was in the shower. Do you believe that I have something better for you? And I said, better than that? <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I could not imagine anything better than that. Because in my small thinking, right, I was thinking that's the best we can get. I was like, because when we sold our house, we were thinking, oh, we're going to upgrade, but not to something this big. Yeah. We thought we're going to get something, you know, modest, oh, but still more room. room. Yeah, and one more room, four bedroom, because uh, we had a three bedroom. And we're like, we're, you know, we're going to be able to upgrade a little bit and get something newer because our house was from, you know, the early 90s. So we thought something within this last decade for sure. And so that house was like, okay, well, it meets a lot of the criteria that we had wanted. And it was just a lot bigger than we had ever imagined. So I thought that was it. And God was like, do you believe that I can do better than that? And I was like, yes, but reluctantly, right? So I walked out the shower and I was like, I'm, I'm on a 
you know, weekend trip to Miami. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to look at, I'm not going to go to Zillow.com. I told myself I wasn't going to do it because, you know, you start looking at houses and you get kind of depressed. You're like, oh, I wish I could have this, but I can't right now because our credit's not fixed yet and all this kind of stuff. So I did it anyway, obviously. So I went on Zillow.com and a house popped up down the street. Obviously, I went to go check to see if that other house down the street was still pending. <laughs> and because um, I was like, here's the miracle is going to happen right now. And so um, I went to that street and there was a house right down the street, right? That was um, still Crossmore Street that was for sale. It just popped up and it said it um, posted 30 minutes ago. And it was 830 in the morning when I saw the, the thing. And I, I almost dropped my phone trying to call my, my realtor because I was like trying to get his number. And he was on a trip in Colorado because he had taken a little vacation. And so I was like, oh no, he's gonna, he's not gonna be able to pick up. And so I was able to get a hold of him and whatever, but he couldn't come see the house with me. We were in Miami, we were there for a birthday party. So um, we ended up leaving early that day to make a long story short. We ended up leaving early to go see the house with the seller's realtor because our realtor was in Colorado and couldn't go with us. So we set it up with the seller's realtor and that was God because that's, he was a key instrument in getting this house. So we go ahead and see the house with him and he walks us through the house and obviously we're like, it doesn't get better than this. Like there's no way. Mind you, we did not have anything. We didn't have a pre-approval letter. We didn't have our credit where we needed to have it first. Nothing was, only half of the debts had been paid off because we were waiting for them to update. They weren't ready at all. To say, okay. Exactly. And I was like, this house is not going to last more than two or three days because the price was perfect. It was upgrade everything you could think of. Um, the people were just an older couple and they wanted to get out, right? And they didn't care about pricing the low. So, because um, their kids had, you know, their kids were grown. And this house was five, last year, it was six years old, right? So the, the house was only six years old. So it was pretty much new, it was a new house. Yeah. And so I was like, man, this is not gonna last. But we walked through it, we fell in love with it. And we are like, let's just put in an offer anyway. My realtor ended up getting us a pre-approval letter, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> he just got us a pre-approval letter. I didn't ask questions. I was like, okay, fine. Um, but again, we didn't officially have one. And so we sent everything in the offer, the pre-approval letter. And the realtor calls me, the seller's realtor, and says, hey, they're about to make a decision. This is two days later. Um, and I liked you guys when you guys came over. And I, I think you guys are a good fit for this house. But I wanted to know, are you guys able to come up a couple thousand on the price? And I said, is that even a question? I told him, is that even a question? Of course. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you calling me with this? Just do it. And like, I was just like anxious about it. And he was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, let's do it. And so he called me back like an hour later and said, they accepted your offer. You guys are officially under contract. <laughs> and so I was like, now everything else. Now we have to work backwards. Because usually you fix everything, then you buy the house. We were under contract and our credit was still no. horrible, not where we needed to be, nothing was paid off completely. The the mortgage was still whatever from the past mortgage was still on the credit report. And that's when God just was like, Let me let me show you what I can do. And so that's exactly what happened. Like things started falling off the credit report like crazy. <laughs> the whole situation with the, the ex mortgage that we had. They were like, we're going to have a decision for you by Friday, but don't get your hopes up because we've already made a previous decision and usually they keep that decision. And I said, no. And so right before that decision, three days before, two of the credit bureaus updated and they completely erased that from our history. Before that Friday, before they were officially supposed to make the decision, that Tuesday, two of the credit bureaus had dropped it completely. It completely erased those derogatory marks. The next day, the last credit bureau completely erased it. I called them back immediately and said, hey guys, forget your decision. I don't need you anymore. Bye. I literally just like that. I said, drop everything, whatever case I had open, drop it. I don't need your decision. I didn't let them answer. I just hung up the phone. Mm -hmm. I already knew what God was doing. It was amazing. It was awesome. And so that was the last thing we really needed. Right when that was updated, I called the loan officer and my realtor and we put in all the final paperwork for the underwriting. If you hear about a house, you know what that is. It went in and they um, did what they had to do. And we were, we moved in almost exactly two months after we moved out of our old house. We moved out May 27th and we moved in Ju- July 26th or 25th. 
It was 24 or 24th maybe. So just under two months. So we met our goal of two months that we that we said that we were gonna you know do and, and I don't know how to be honest to this day it had to be God because there was just no way yeah. on heaven and earth you know that that was able to happen. So yeah, I mean it's just a crazy testimony that how faithful God is and how he was and how even though you know we're so blessing in the areas but this one area we were tested and we were um, you know praying and, and still giving our offerings and still you know investing and, and giving our tithes and just mm -hmm. even through all the situations we went through 2018-19 we never stopped tithing and giving offering and being faithful to God I mean we we made a promise to him that we were going to be faithful with our tithes and offering and, and our service and our service and being obedient and with giving in other areas as well um you know we could always give more but we 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 have given a lot we've given a lot of our time and, and sacrifice and things like that and i think god honors that and i, I say it I say the word think, but I but I know, I know God honors that. He's yeah. a man of his word, right? And God honors his word and backs up his word. He's not a man that he would lie. Yeah. So if God said it, he will do it. He will do it. And we saw it firsthand. And again, we went through two years of believing it and not seeing it. Because 2018 and 19, it was a journey of we know what the word says. We're going to apply what the word says, but we didn't actually live it. Till everyone else started suffering <laughs> for some reason, and I don't want to laugh about it, but and all of a sudden we're just getting blessed, you know, by God left and right, and they didn't stop there. It just kept coming in businesses, and and God is still blessing us and still doing amazing things in our lives. And, and the reason why we're sharing this, and I think this is um, the the best part of what we want to share, is because through all of this, it was faith that brought us through it. It was it had nothing to do with manpower i couldn't have done anything to get this done there's nothing that i could have done and everyone's like, oh yeah but you called and you did this and you paid that it's not even my credit to have right this was faith in god and saying god you're the only one that can do it i always remind myself that i know nothing and if i were to know one tiny little thing it's because god allows me to know it and i live by that every single day just trying to be humble and saying, I can do nothing in my own strength, but I can do all things through Christ mm. who strengthens me. So any strength that I could have, anything that I could achieve, anything that we could achieve financially or in any other area of our, of our lives is only through Christ and the way he strengthens us. Yeah. And I want to encourage you today, if you're listening or watching, to understand that small but such an important principle that if you have faith in God, right? It sounds so cliche, but it's so real and so true. If you trust in God and put your faith in him, right? Faith is evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. It's the substance of things hoped for. In other words, you can hold something in your hand that's not really there, but you know it is. You, it's the evidence of things not seen. You are completely convinced that it is there. And that's what we held on with 2020. So I encourage you to hold on to those things that you can't see yet. Those things that you haven't, haven't been manifested yet. You're like, I don't even know if it's going to come, if, if God's going to do it for me. Why don't you get an ounce of faith right now? A mustard seed of faith like the word of God says. And believe him and say, I know what my God can do and what he's going to do in my life. Hold on to that. Hold on to that evidence. You have the evidence. You can go to court with that and say, I have proof that this belongs to me, that this is mine. And hold God to that. Be faithful in your tithes and offering. Be faithful in your giving. Be faithful in obedience and in holiness and following his word. And God will back you up. Amen. I promise you that. Um, you know, as you as you are ministering to, to our listeners and, and Maybe they're watching. Um, I'm feeling that uh, there are people that they may be listening or watching that they are struggling with a poverty mentality, mm. with a mentality that maybe you are one of those people that think, oh, I'm good. I have this uh, one apartment with a one bedroom and there's, it doesn't get better than this. I am just, I, I'm going to live like this for the rest of my life because I cannot do any better. And 
and they're mm. always struggling with the same car because it's not they just don't believe that they deserve it that it mm. deserves something better and they're struggling with that and, and they think that that's what God wants mm. <laughs> they they're under that thinking you know that oh God wants me to live like this because that way I can live humbly I could be a humble person and people confuse being humble with being poor you know and um and I also felt like there was somebody that was watching, also going through the same thing that we were going through, uh, about to buy a house, but in a situation that they didn't know which one to choose. Do I go for the one that I know that I'm, maybe I'm not qualified for, but I'm, I, you know, do I have the faith for it? Or do I just kind of like conform to this other house because it's just easy to believe for this one? And, and I want you to pray. I want you to pray for those two people. <laughs> the one that has, uh, you know, to, to break free from that poverty mentality. And for that one person that's watching, that needs to make a decision right now. As they're listening or watching. Um, forget to bless them, right? And, and we've talked about this before, to pray over the podcast. And um, maybe we can finish yeah. in that. So I want you to pray with me there where you are. So God, we come before you and, and we are so in love with you. We're more in love with you than material things. And we can sit here and talk about material things all day. But really, we just want you. We desire you. We want you. We want more of you. We want to know more about you. We want to have more relationship with you, better intimacy with you. We just want to be with you. And so God, anything that we could possibly ask you in, in the material sense, God, if, it, if we don't have you first, give us you first, that we would establish our life with you first, that we would do life with you, God. The same way we say that about other people, we want to do life with you. So God, we come before you and we ask you for those people that are asking for specific things in this season of their lives. And we're saying, God, I know that there's more. I've been giving, I've been faithful, I've been obedient. God, that you would strengthen their faith even now. Like the disciples asked you and they said, God, increase our faith. Yes. Increase our faith. God, we ask you the same thing right now for those people watching. That you would increase their faith. Even those people that have said, I don't need anymore. I'm good where I'm at. God, that you would even expand their horizons. That you would expand their faith. Expand their territory. That they would begin to see above and beyond what they're seeing now in the natural. And they would never settle short, Father God, everything that you have for them. And they would never say that God has given me enough and there's nothing else to give. God, that you would surprise them and expand their way of thinking, change mindsets even right now, that people's mindsets would change. That mentality of poverty, that mentality of I can't or I don't or I don't have, God, in Jesus' name, that you would give them the mentality of Jesus. We would have the mind of Christ. And it's not about material things, God, but we would, we would live beyond our means in our faith, God. That we would live beyond our means only in our faith, God, so that you can manifest in the natural everything that you have planned and stored for us. We don't want anything, Lord God, that you haven't already planned for us, but we want everything that you have for us. So God, those houses that are in the plans, those cars that are in the plans, God, those businesses that are in your plans and your will, that they would come to pass, they would manifest this year in, those, in the lives of those people listening and watching right now in Jesus' name, that you would place in their hands businesses, ideas, creative ideas to create wealth, God, that you would give them businesses, God, that would be so successful that they would look back in a year and say, look what God has done. That they would always give you the glory. That they wouldn't be like those other virgins who ran away and didn't give you the credit. But that they would be like that one virgin who came back and gave you thanks for what you did, God. God, that's what we want to be. We want to be the people that come back and say thank you. Like the lepers that come back and say, thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for freedom. But God, if we can believe you for healing and deliverance and freedom, then we can believe you, God, for supernatural abundance as well. And that's what we are asking you for. Supernatural abundance in wealth, supernatural abundance in finances, and supernatural abundance in material things as well. Because we know that you also want to bless your children with that. We don't look to that. We don't depend on that. We depend on you. And because we depend on you, we can expect bigger and better things in our lives, God. 
and that every single thing that you place in our hands, we would be able to use it to bless other people, that we would always give back, God, that we would always bless others, that even it would be a reciprocal thing, God, that even you would bless us with things that we would be able to place in somebody else's hand, God, and they would be able to place it in someone else's hands, Lord, that that's how we would live our lives. That we would be a testimony of what Jesus did here on earth. He was always giving. We want to be givers as well, God. So change our mentality, God, from takers to givers. God, that we wouldn't just ask you for things, but we would ask for things to give out, God. What can you give me, God, so that I can give back? That's what our prayer is tonight, God. Thank you for those people that are watching. Thank you for the miracles we're going to hear in Jesus' name of houses, Lord God, of cars. Thank you for businesses that are going to be manifesting. Even right now, we declare that businesses are coming to fruition right now in Jesus' name. And that person that I said, God, I have a family and we want to, we want to, we want to go to something bigger. We want to have a bigger house. I even feel like there's a mother right now and you're watching this and you're listening to this and you're saying, I need something bigger for my family. They, I just ask you that you would just expand her faith right now, that she would believe you for the impossible that she would please you by her faith right now. And even sow a seed, Lord God, to believe, God, that you are going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all she could possibly think or ask so that her family can be blessed, God. We love you so much. We honor you, God. Give us grace in these times. Give us faith in these times. Give us hope in these times. That we would never lose hope. That we would always know in whom we have believed. And where we are standing, we're standing on a solid rock. We're standing on a firm foundation. And nothing and no one can shake or move our faith as long as we are standing on you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you know what? If this podcast blessed you, we want to hear it. We want, to, we want to hear from you. So send us a message. Send us, write something in the comments. Um, leave us a review. Anything. Uh, DM us on Instagram. <laughs> anything. Just we want to hear from you. We want to hear the testimonies, you know. Um, so don't be afraid. Leave a comment. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Follow us. And uh, I guess we'll see you on the next episode. We should have our own theme song. Like, this is awakening. How would you do it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I have to sit down and think about it. I was, I was, I was thinking, this is awakening. I mean, we have an awakened song already, but that yeah. would be awesome. But it's not awakening. Awakening. Copyrighted. 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 Coming soon. Thank you so much for watching again. and. See you soon. Hasta See you next time. Time.